0: to the wrestling with faith podcast i'm your host joshua tolliver join me as we go on a search for deeper faith and deeper community Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It's episode three, and it's time to dive into our first spiritual discipline. Today we get to listen and learn as Tacho teaches on the subject of solitude. So grab your Bible and a notebook and let's dive in together.
1: All right, well, the day has finally come. We are kicking off our new series. Um, Back in the spring, we kicked off a podcast and we started diving into what it really means to wrestle in our faith. And we asked some really important questions. What does it mean to wrestle with our own ego? Because oftentimes it starts there. then we talked about wrestling with God, wrestling with one another, and then ultimately becoming Israel, how we can then be a blessing to other people. This season, um, the, uh, the podcast will be entitled wrestling with faith. However, we have a new title for the series and the title is Formed and we're going to be diving into why that is. Now, I know a lot of us are new tonight. Maybe we haven't been able to dive into the podcast yet or you haven't been able to um, get the reading plan started, which I'll explain in just a moment. So I thought for the first few minutes, I would just explain for a moment what the entire series is all about. And I'll do that briefly, I promise. Anytime you embark on a journey, it's important to at least know know one thing. You know what that thing is? Where are we going? Yeah, the destination. So that's exactly what we're going to talk about for just a few minutes before we dive into the sermon. What is this series about? What can I be expecting? And for those that have listened to the podcast, a lot of this will be um, recap. So bear with me for just a few minutes, but I thought I would just explain very quickly um, to catch everyone up to speed. So where are we going? Well, As I mentioned on that introduction podcast, um, there was a lot of things that we were trying to accomplish in just a matter of two months. We wanted to explore what does it mean to have a personal relationship with God? What does it look like to um, have a community and and build healthy community? In other words, what does it look like to have, to be the church that God intended us to be? Then lastly, how do we then go on and take that community and that mission and be um, impactful on other people? We quickly went, you know what, that's not going to work. That's overly ambitious. It just wouldn't do each topic justice. So instead, what we're doing, we're going to take those three topics... And spend some time focusing over the next year. We won't do this for the entire year, but every two months or for about two months for each topic, we're going to be talking about one of these three pillars. Hence, in the fall, we're going to be talking about spiritual formation, our personal spiritual formation. Then in the spring, we'll dive into what does it mean to be the community that God designed for us to be. And then lastly, in the summer, we'll talk about what it means to have a mission-focused life beyond seeking and saving the loss, of course, but in our careers. What 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 does it look like to be a blessing to other people? So on and so forth. Now, I do want to say... Obviously, all three of these things have an overlap, right? If we're always focused on ourselves and not people around us, then we probably have an imbalanced faith or an unbalanced faith. So, of course, there will be talking about community as we embark on this journey on what it means to have a personal relationship with God. And same with the others. When we talk about community, it's important that we have a personal relationship and that we go to impact others. So, you can't really have one without the others. All that being said, we are going to focus this particular season on our personal formation. So that's for the next year. What about the next two months? You're like, man, I'm just checking out this church for the first time. Man, I don't know if I'm ready for this. So the next two months, which is what I want to invite all of us into here, is our personal formation. What you can expect, we created a reading plan to go through all four of the Gospels. If you don't know what the Gospels are, it's simply the lifestyle of Jesus. It's, it's the narrative of Jesus' life here on earth, and there are four different books that essentially tell the same story from different perspectives. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're going to be reading them together as a ministry. If you don't have the reading plan, feel free to ask the person that invited you out to do the reading plan with you. We did start last week, but that's okay. Um, Start tomorrow. I believe we'll be on Matthew chapter 14. There's a date and the chapters to read. Takes about five, eight minutes a day to read those chapters. It's a great place to get started. A weekly podcast with some incredible guests that we'll be having on. A few midweeks, four. So you're 25% of the way there. Congratulations. There's only four of them, a few small groups. And then I do want to emphasize this. So I know we're laying a lot of groundwork here, but I just want to catch everyone up to speed. It's so important that we do this together as community. It's really difficult to have a relationship with God when you try to do it alone. So I really want to emphasize these last two here that you have at least one person that you're doing this with that you're reading these these gospels with, that you're listening to the podcast and discussing, man, how can I put this stuff into practice? And then lastly, having a notebook. I know that might seem a little old school. Um, Man, I have a tablet. Well, I want to encourage you, use a notebook. You know, there's so much research, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but just simply writing down what you're learning really helps with retention. So I want to encourage us, even tonight, that we whip something out. If you don't have a physical notebook, that's okay. Uh, We can use our uh, electronic device for one night. We'll allow it. Um, But I do want to encourage us to have a notebook that we dedicate to this particular series as we go on this journey together. All right. So maybe you're thinking, cool, Tacho, I'm tracking. I think I'm about this, but what is this all about? Well, we'll be focusing on two major components. Number one is spiritual formation. And all that means is this. I love this definition. The process, right, because it is a journey of being formed into the image of Christ. A great reference in scripture to that is 2 Corinthians 3. We all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his image, referring to Jesus, right? So there's spiritual formation, which is essentially the goal of our walk as disciples, as Christians, right? What does it mean to live like Jesus? On the other hand, there's spiritual disciplines. And these are simply the practices of Jesus, which is why we're reading the Gospels, that we participate in to assist God in our formation. So to make that really simple, the goal... Spiritual formation, right? Becoming like Jesus. The means in which we get to that is by participating in the practices of Jesus where we allow God and give him a platform to work in our lives so that we can live more like him. You guys following so far? Okay, so what we're gonna do before we dive in, we're gonna have a time of discussion. So have a partner. I do wanna encourage us. It's not a deal breaker if it's not the same one throughout the entire time, but I do wanna encourage us, find someone tonight that you can go on this journey with? Who's someone that will read the gospels with you, that will listen to the podcast and digest and process together? Find that person or two people. We probably don't wanna go more than three people because then it'll just get a little crazy, but two to three people, ideally just one. And let's just simply ask ourselves this question. What am I most looking forward to in this series based off of that very brief explanation? And then what can I do to make the most of it, to get the most out of the series. Um, So let's go ahead and break up for about five minutes, find at least one person to answer these questions with, and then we'll come back and dive into our first discipline of the journey. So let's go ahead and break up. We'll be back in five minutes. All right, let's bring it in. All right, well, I do want to encourage us. Let's continue these conversations. And I would, I would really challenge us to just write these answers down somewhere. Ten weeks is a long time, and going back and referring to your answers will be important to keep us motivated. So um, I also want to say very quickly, let me, ask, uh, let me bring us in here. I totally recognize that there are some of us that this might be your very first church service like ever. And you're like, what in the world did I just sign up for? Maybe for others of us, we've been around for 15 years. This is like refreshers for some of us. And I just want to encourage us, regardless of where we're at, I promise when you open the scriptures and just dive into the storyline of Jesus, the lifestyle of Jesus, Anyone can grow, anyone can learn from that. So I just wanna, it can sound intimidating at first and I get it, it it, it is. I mean, Jesus Jesus is, He's awesome, but he's not afraid to challenge us, and that's a good thing. We we should challenge if we want to grow. All that being said, I just want to encourage every single one of us to take it day by day. It is a journey. We're not trying to become monks on day two, um, but we will get there. We will grow to become more and more like Christ. Um, So let's go ahead and dive into tonight. So I've laid quite a bit of groundwork here. The goal is to become like Jesus. The means are the spiritual disciplines. I want to start off with the verse. Again, if you listen to the second podcast, this was our theme verse, and in many ways will be the theme verse for our entire series. Um, For those of y'all that are um, Bible nerds, please bear with me here. Um, I'm using the message translation for one one, uh, chapter, but okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay, I I, I take Bible study very seriously. Let me say this, let me say this. I, I totally recognize that the message is not the most accurate translation from Greek to English. However, when I was exposed to this version of Matthew 11, it had spoken to me. It spoke to me like it had never spoken to me before. And I want to get to the heart of what Jesus is inviting us into as we embark on this journey. So without further ado, let's dive into Matthew chapter 11. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover You would think that Jesus, right? Stephanie is raising her hand back there for those with kids. Yeah, but all of us, we're all busy and tired in all different stages of life. You would think that Jesus was making a speech on national television in 2022 using this language. It's like, are you tired? It's like, uh, yeah. Are you worn out? Um, yes. Are you burnt out? It's like, man, are you like reading my diary? I mean, not my diary. I, I don't have a diary, but um, you, you get what I'm saying. But check out the outcome of what Jesus is inviting us to you'll recover your life. You'll take a real rest. In other passages that we've explored, peace, joy, fulfillment. If you're anything like me, the question is, well, how? How do we attain this? How do we experience the rest, the peace, the joy, the fulfillment that you're offering? Hannah mentioned, you're like, man, this kind of, or I think this was Josh, kind of sounds like this is too good to be true. Like, sure, Jesus, but you don't really know my life. It, it's easy to feel that way. But check out what his answer is. It isn't, you know what? Head on down to an Airbnb in, in uh, a Lake Travis, Travis and you'll be refreshed for your soul. Although there is a time in time for retreat, which hopefully, hopefully we'll get into the series. But the invitation was was simple. Come with me. Get away with me. Keep company with me. And lastly, Watch how I do it. We and Jesus have a lot in common in terms of the outcome of our life. It's the means that often differ. And the invitation here is to simply watch and glean from the lifestyles of Jesus to attain what he's calling us to. I'm a John Mayer fan, if you didn't know me. And uh, wow, that's quite a bit of uh, applaud there. Um, Disclaimer as a guitar player, I know he said some very uh, distasteful things, and we'll leave it at that. But as a guitar player, the dude is phenomenal. And I remember hearing John Mayer as a kid, songs like Your Body is a Wonderland and Daughters and Waiting on the World to Change and those types of songs. I was like, oh, he's a pop guy, you know, like whatever. I just kind of lived my life and that wasn't really my thing. I thought I was cool and a rock star. I wasn't, I'm from Del Rio and played a few like local shows. That, that was about my, my career in music. So wasn't exactly the rock star, but I was too cool for John Mayer. In 2019, I got to see him live and dude, th- this guy can shred. Uh, My passion for guitar was being reinvigorated. I went back, this was 2019, so COVID, man, I was in my office learning, man, how does this guy play? Like watching and re-watching YouTube videos, like how does this guy do it? Trying to learn it, watching all the guitar teachers trying to explain his music and eventually I got like 15% of the way there. So um, I was like, you know what? I, um, I not only want to learn how John Mayer's playing, but who were his influence. So it led me down a path to B.B. King and Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton. All right, okay, we need to have dinner or something. We need to catch up. But I, I was just so just enamored with the way he played and I wanted to understand how to do it. Okay, but that's not all I did. I sold my old gear. I'm like, well, if I want to play like like this guy, I want to sound like him. If I want to sound like him, got to have the same gear that he has. So I sold a lot of my old gear to which my friends can attest to and pretty much like got a whole new setup. And not only that, but yes, I joined... Instagram and Facebook groups on John Mayer gear stuff. So <laughs> making friends with other people around the world, seeing what they're buying and oh, that one sounds good. And you know what? Hey guys, what do you asking advice on these platforms? Like, hey, what do you suggest that I buy? It, it was bad. And uh, I still have to make sure that I'm not on those uh, Facebook groups for too long. All that to say, I invested a lot of time, money, my heart to play and sound like this guy, to simply watch and learn from him. I thought I knew who John Mayer was. I I thought I had understood him and the way he played, but actually spending time with his music, watching how he did it, learning how to play like him was a totally different ballgame. And I think for a lot of us, especially here in Texas, the Bible Belt, you've probably gone to church before. Right, you've probably heard this passage that I just read before. Maybe not in the message, and I don't fault you for that. But all that to say, I'm sure that this isn't your first encounter with Jesus. That's not exactly what we're talking about. Knowing Jesus from afar, hearing about him, learning from you know my Thea Rosa, who you know would you know pray to me, and I—that's all fine and dandy. What I'm talking about tonight is watching Jesus from the Gospels. And applying not just what he taught, but his lifestyle. How did Jesus cultivate the rhythms in his life to have a healthy spiritual life? That is what this series is about. I forgot to show this, but man, my friend Austin Wright is a genius at, um, at art. And he helped me to put into a picture How my guitar playing not only affected my guitar playing, as I learned from John Mayer, but how even my looks began to, you know, look a little bit more like him. So maybe you'll look like this, too, when we're done with this 10-week program. First discipline of the series, solitude. I am very excited for this particular discipline. All right. First of all, it's like, who even uses that word? Solitude, like, what does that even mean? Isn't that something that only monks practice? Like, are you saying I gotta be lonely if I'm gonna follow Jesus? I, I really like this definition. Let me share this with you. Solitude is a place, it is the place in time that is set apart for God and God alone a time when we unplug and withdraw from the noise of interpersonal interactions, from the busyness and constant stimulation, and I added technology, because gosh, we all know that it's overly stimulating, associated with life in the company of others. And I'm just gonna say off the bat, man, similar to what I was talking about, John Mayer having like tons of influences and he's kind of like this concoction of guitar players. That's what this series is. I brought a few of the books if you wanna take a look tonight. It is a a concoction of influences from Ruth Haley Barton to Richard Foster, obviously Jesus, he's an important influence on this series. But I say all that to say, this isn't just coming out of thin air. We're gonna be referencing tons of books, tons of authors, of course the scriptures, but I just wanna make that clear. A lot of prayer and work has gone into this and I just hope that you find this stuff useful. In many ways, solitude is a platform for many of the other disciplines. What I wanna say up front about solitude, I wanna quickly talk about what solitude is not. Solitude is not binge watching Netflix. Solitude is not, um, not going to church so that I can veg out. It's not solitude. It's not a spa day right? Although some of these things are important. It's great that we have hobbies, things that we enjoy in life. Retreats are obviously important, but that's not exactly what we're talking about in regards to solitude. What we are talking about is this, and we'll dive into the gospels together. Matthew chapter three, if you've been following along with the reading plan, you read this probably last week, but we're going to dive into verse 13, and we're just going to simply look at the first practice uh, or the first time that we see Jesus engage with the solitude discipline. Verse 13 reads this, then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John the Baptist. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So, this is the prologue to Jesus' ministry. So, he hadn't preached the sermon yet, he hadn't driven out any demons yet. This is like before anything had actually really taken place. And two somewhat unsurprising things take place here. Number one, he gets baptized. It's like, okay, that seems like a Christian y thing to do. That makes sense. Secondly, God confirms that Jesus is his son. Probably an important thing to do, right? If you're going to be reading the Bible to confirm that Jesus is the Son of God and says that he loves him. All right? So, two unsurprising things take place. But then we read this in the very next verse Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Three interesting things here. Led by the Spirit into the wilderness. To be tempted. And there's a lot of rabbit holes that we can go into with just those three simple statements. The one that I want to tackle tonight is the statement into the wilderness. And I want to ask us first, let's get a little bit of interaction. When you think about some places or things that you partake in, in order to really think clearly, right? And we all have those places where it's like, man, I just need to get away, or I just need to have some time to really think. When do the best ideas or times that really help you think, where are those places typically at, or what activities do you typically engage in? Yeah, right here. In in, that was mine, in the shower. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah. All right, a few of us. Yeah, right here. Yes, okay. after that's a great one in the in the parking lot, like, man, I'm not getting down. I'm not ready for this. I, I totally get that, Yeah, Roy. That's great. Yeah, I thought about running too. There's something about running, the endorphins going, where you actually have some time to think. All of these that you guys are explaining are examples of solitude. Pulling away to the shower, going on a run or on a walk, sitting in your car with just undistracted where you're not driving, you're just simply sitting there. All of those things, even driving. I've had some, some of the most like powerful prayer times just in the car, it's amazing. But what's interesting about this When Jesus was led into the wilderness, the word that's used here in Greek, Greek, for those of you guys that are new, was the the language that the New Testament was written in. So that's why we're diving into that. So it's simply this the aremos. And those of you guys that have read um, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, any John Mark Comer fans reading? The, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so a lot of this will, will, will stem from that book. But the Aremos, right? So, so what exactly was, was um, Jesus talking about or what was the author Matthew talking about when he was talking about the Aramos? Well, there's different examples in Jesus's ministry where he pulls away. It's different lingo, but it's all Aramos. So Aramos can be translated differently, but it's kind of all the same. I'll, I'll use a few examples. Number one, desert or wilderness, which we just saw. The deserted place, the desolate place, quiet place, solitary place, or, you know, a lot of people will get the discipline solitude from this. So a few examples of Jesus participating in this. Mark chapter one, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to what? A solitary place, or the Aremos. Mark chapter six, he's talking to his disciples here. Come with me by yourself to a quiet place. Again, the word Aramos is used there. Luke chapter five, verse sixteen. This one kind of trumps all the others. But Jesus often withdrew to the lonely places and prayed. Aramos. Time after time after time. Jesus was a busy man. He had a lot to do. I mean he had three years to save the world. Um, quite the mission. But still, throughout his entire ministry on earth, made time for the quiet place, made time for the Aremos, made time for solitude. And you're like, okay, well, that sounds great, but that's Jesus. How do I know if I need solitude in my life? Well, here's some signs that you might need solitude in your life. Number one, a distance from God. Ever feel that? Just like, man, I'm, I'm going to church, I'm trying to read the Bible, but man, I, I just feel distant from God. Number two, feeling distant from ourselves. Ever feel that when someone's like, dude, how are you doing? You're like, I don't know, actually. I, I don't know how I'm doing. We're so out of touch and out of tune with how we're actually doing. I know I've certainly been there. A sense of always feeling behind. Man, the chores or the dishes or work or friendships and this, the list just continues to pile on and on. And there's this growing sense of always feeling behind. A constant low grade exhaustion. Man, take note of how many times when people ask you, Hey, how are you doing? Tired. Man, how are you doing? Man, I'm, just, I'm, I'm exhausted. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, we, we're, we, we all feel tired at times, right? And, and, and that should be an honest answer. But if every single time, man, I'm tired. Man, I, I, I'm exhausted. Man, I, I, I'm just not doing, I, I, I just don't feel rested then we have to honestly evaluate, okay, the way of Jesus, he promises true rest, true joy, true peace. If if that's missing, then maybe it's time to reevaluate. Is there something off? Is there a discrepancy between my life and the life that Jesus is calling me to? Turning to vices over God. The turning to alcohol, drunkenness, turning to pornography, Turning to technology in an unhealthy manner. I'm not downing technology. There's a lot of good to it, but overusing it or abusing it. And the list can go on and on. Relying more on friendships than you do on God. What is it for you? Turning to vices over turning to God. Irritability. When just like everything bothers you, like, and for those of us that are married, like, you look at your spouse, like, why are you chewing like that? Like, 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 why are you the way that you are? You know, a Michael Scott reference there, right? We're, we're, we just get overly sensitive and overly critical or overly irritable, right? Like, there's just something there. Lastly, if you're like, okay, Tacho, none of those, I've never felt any of those. I'm actually great. First of all, I'm like, teach me your ways. Like, please teach me your ways. But I think the one that trumps them all is that Jesus needed it you know, and I remember there was a season, I shared this on the podcast, but the last, last summer was a rough one, right? Um, Eden was born the December before, so she was about six months old and um, coming out of the pandemic and just trying to figure out life, right? The pandemic just kind of like messed things up. I don't even know how to, how to put it into words there. It was just kind of strange where my, my purpose in life got a little bit blurry. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted. I remember in the season, you know, you throw a baby in there and you're like, man, okay, how do you be a parent during this? How, uh, man, questioning is ministry really for me? Is this something that I really want to do? How do I have a healthy work-life balance? And these are all good questions to ask, but then everything just started to feel like it was piling up. Work, the to-do list just never felt like I was able to actually complete it, and that wasn't just for work. That was for chores. I didn't feel super close to my friends. Everything just felt so heavy, and I remember having so many conversations with with my dear wife during that season, and she would just like hear me vent. You ever just like go on and on and on? You're just like, man, I feel bad for my wife right now. <laughs> like, doesn't even. But but as I would talk, I'm like, you know these things aren't actually that overwhelming, but it just feels super overwhelming and there's this constant anxiety. And I just remember one day, if you guys know me, I'm a doer to a fault. I I think in to-do lists. So I have a whiteboard in my room, love writing everything out, and love checking the boxes when I get something done. And I just, I thrive on that. So there's actually, in a strange way, I kind of like being a little bit stressed out because it like propels me forward. Like, all right, well, let's get this thing done. That was not at all what I was experiencing in this season. And it all kind of culminated in one day where I was just like sitting on the couch TV wasn't even on. I was just sitting there like didn't even, wasn't even looking at my phone and was just kind of like totally out of it. And I was, I just remember looking at Hannah and saying something to the effect like, man, I'm not doing well. Like, like this, this is not right. And so we talked with um, Nick and Josie who, who disciple us and they're fantastic friends. And I don't remember how it all came up. They're like, man, you guys just need to get away. And disconnect for a while and just have a little spiritual retreat and have some time to just catch up and and recoup for a bit. And it was during this season that I was taking a class. My my wife and I were both taking a class with this guy named Robert Garil. We're actually going to have him on the podcast, he confirmed, which man, we we are so excited to have him on that. And he was teaching this class on spiritual formation. And I'm not going to go into details. I've I've had a love-hate relationship with spiritual formation over the last few years. But the way that he unpacked it was just so incredibly healing and restorative for my soul. I was actually on the phone with him the other day and I told him, I was like, Robert, like that class was a saving grace in my life. And I don't think that's an overstatement. I I, I really believe that the disciplines that we learn, solitude in particular, the discipline of pulling away, and we're gonna talk about how we can practically do this, pulling away, having time to intentionally connect with God in ways that I wasn't familiar with, absolutely just catapulted my relationship with God. It helped me to get to a much healthier place and just really reinvigorated my faith. And you know, what's fascinating about this is that the outcome of solitude, not only in my own life, but in the scriptures are incredibly powerful. Immediately following the desert, right? When Jesus was in the solitude for 40 days, this is what is written about him when he came out. Luke chapter four, Jesus returned to Galilee after his solitude time in the power of the spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside. Here's another one. I'm going to jump down here where it says, let us go. Let us go somewhere else. This was right after he practiced solitude to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. Meaning when Jesus pulled away, not only did it give him the power that he needed to live his life here on earth, but it also gave him a clear purpose in life. Man, I know a lot of us are out of college trying to figure out our career, trying to figure out marriage, trying to figure out parenting, where we just feel like, I need some direction here. I'm not saying that this is the only solution, but there's something about pulling away with the intention of connecting with God where things just simply start to make sense. I was thinking about this discipline as I was getting ready to preach on it. And the two words that come to mind for me as I think about solitude, silence and solitude are simply this healing and restorative. And I go, well, of of course, if I'm pulling away to intentionally connect with the great physician, of course that would be true of the outcome. And this is what I'm inviting you to. So the question then becomes, well, how do I start practicing solitude, right? So I want to lay this out very clearly because you might be going, man, I want that. I want the rest. I want the restoration. I want to have that peace and fulfillment. Where do I start? Well, you're in a good place, right? We're doing this journey for the next 10 weeks and solitude isn't the only thing we're going to be talking about, but it certainly is a platform for many of the others. So here's a very simple way that we can start practicing solitude. Number one. Set a consistent place in time to pull away and connect with God. So maybe it's that couch in the office. Maybe it's your back porch. Maybe it's in your car before work or right after work where you're just pulling away for a little bit. Shoot for a modest goal right? Don't say, man, I'm going to spend 15 hours with Jesus every day. It's like, that's that's not even possible. It's like walking into the gym and going, yeah, I'm going to start working out and I'm going to bench press 315 pounds. It's just, it's not going to happen. So start with the modest goal and I'll give you guys some examples. Number three is breathe. And we'll do a little exercise together. Sounds like, um, sounds like a no brainer, but I'll explain the importance of breathing. And lastly, incorporate scripture in prayer. Okay, so what does this practically look like? I'm I'm tracking on the process and the concept, but how do I practically do this? For for those of us that are new tonight, I laid out a very simple example, a 15-minute solitude example that you can start practicing this week. All right, once you've found your distraction-free location, set a five-minute timer to unplug and breathe right? So you're just going to sit. Don't even worry about having the scriptures out yet. Just simply sit and rest in the presence of God. We're going to do a breathing exercise. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to become this uh, yoga instructor or I don't even know, zen, whatever. But let's just give it a shot. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, that's all right. But this breathing exercise really has helped me tremendously. So there's different words for it, box breath, or um, I'm forgetting the other ones, but essentially it's in counts of four. I'm a musician, so it makes sense to me. So, so if, if it's on a four count, right? So one, two. So you breathe in for four. You hold for four. You blow out for four, and then you hold for four again. All right, so let's try it together. So we're gonna breathe in one, two, three. breathe in. All right, hold. Breathe out, and hold. And that's the concept. And you practice that over and over where you take a deep breath in, you hold for four seconds, you blow out for four seconds, you connect. And right there, the, the intention of that time is to simply just rest in the presence of God. So you do that for five minutes, okay? So you've done that for five minutes and resist the urge to check your phone. Every time I practice this, I'm always like, how much more time is on the timer? Just resist that urge. Just sit there and just simply rest. I, can, I love that phrase, rest in the presence of God. Okay, once you've done that for five minutes, read the the chapters of the day. So on some days it'll be one chapter, on some days it'll be two, but take five, eight minutes to read the chapter or chapters of the day. And then lastly, say a quick prayer, thanking God for your time together and ask him to give your strength out to live out your discipleship that day. So simply, God, thank you for this time. Thank you for the rest that you provide. Thank you for your scriptures and help me to live this out in my day-to-day life. Man, and that's, that's your solitude time for the day. That sounds easy enough. That's, that's shorter than a Netflix episode. So I, I think we can commit to 15 minutes. But I know that there are also some of us in here that are, man, I, I, I read the scriptures. I, I'm a prayer warrior. Man, that's fantastic. So how do we go beyond, right? Maybe you're like, okay, I'm kind of already doing that. This is for those of us that have been around for a little bit longer. And so set your timer for your desired time. Maybe it's 10 minutes. 10 minutes is hard to just sit and rest and breathe and and just think about God. But I want to challenge us to do that. Maybe it's 20 minutes for you. Man, that, that would be incredible if you can do that on the first time. But start with this. Here's an example. The first five minutes, you just simply breathe that breath prayer, right? Every four in, hold, blow out, hold, and then for four and then hold for four. And then after that initial five minutes, so or 10 minutes rather, um, oh, I'm sorry, I was right. Five minutes for the first time. Then after that Just add a prayer phrase that you've seen in the gospels or that you've seen um, in other spiritual traditions. And maybe something like this, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. And you're just sitting there with that prayer. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. And you just continue to repeat that. It's called the Jesus prayer in a lot of traditions. And we just, we emphasize different words throughout our time. Where maybe the first time we emphasize Lord and we think about Jesus and his Lordship. Or we emphasize the name Jesus as we pray or mercy, the mercy that we need, a sinner. And we think about what we're praying and we really slow down enough to connect with God. Or if you're like, okay, maybe it's it's scripture and we memorize a Psalm, like Psalm 23, and we just, we, we think about God being our shepherd in the way that he leads us and provides for us and we recite that that scripture as we're connecting with God. Or if we wanna get a little bit even more advanced, it's simply listening prayer where we take the, the scripture that, that Samuel prayed Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Man, I found this to be so restorative, inspiring, but also convicting. Where I'm just like, God, what what do you want to say today? Or God, speak to me, Lord. Speak, your servant is listening. And it's amazing that oftentimes people come to mind that I haven't talked to in a while, or maybe it's a maybe it's confession. Man, I haven't confessed a sin. Or man, there's things on my heart that I need to talk through. Or maybe it's just a scripture or, or an idea that God puts on our heart to really engage and glorify him. So all that to say, solitude, anyone can practice this. It's the platform for so many more of the disciplines as we move forward. But I hope that as we kick this discipline off, that this would be restorative and healing to your soul. That you would be with Jesus, keep company with him and find rest that he provides. Thank you so much. Looking forward to the next 10 weeks. Love you guys.
0: As we close out today's episode, I wanna invite you to work the spiritual discipline of solitude into your day-to-day life. If you need to go back and listen to Tacho's instructions, take some time to do that. But remember, this is a journey and we need to have grace with ourselves as we learn how to live out each and every spiritual discipline in our day-to-day life. We might not nail it the first time, but as you begin your practice today, find a distraction-free location and set a five-minute timer for you to just to unplug and breathe. Allow the worries of the day and things that stress just to wash away and just invite silence into your life. Take some time to read the chapters of the day on the reading plan. That'll take about five to eight minutes. And then say a prayer, thanking God for your time together and ask him to give you the strength to live out your discipleship on that day. Go ahead and give this a shot and see how your life begins to transform over time, day by day. That's it for today's episode. We'll see you guys next week on the Wrestling With Faith podcast.